Hello and welcome to This Is My Dram, a whiskey and music podcast where we review a whiskey and we play some suitable songs to go with it. This Is My Dram consists of me, Stu, and the bloke with a Northern Irish accent who you'll hear moaning on after the theme music. Uh, he's called Andy. And talking of Northern Ireland, this episode focuses on Bushmills 21-year-old whiskey from the north coast of Northern Ireland and just down the road from where Andy actually grew up. Um, and as a result, we thought it would be suitable to pair the whiskey with songs about home or songs that remind us of home or things like that. Uh, as always, if you have any suggestions of songs that we didn't include, we'd love to hear from you either on Twitter, uh, you can find us at This Is My Dram, uh, on Instagram, where we're This Is My Dram or One Word, or you can go to thisismydram.com where you can email us and also find our other podcast episodes and blog posts and things like that. Right, uh, well, that's enough admin. Let's get on with the pod. This is my dream, this is my dream. I like whiskey, I like beer. Okay, welcome to uh, our Bushmills episode of This Is My Dram. Yes. Yes. Proper Irish whiskey for once. (laughs) Finally. How long have you been waiting for us to do Bushmills? Uh, Well, since episode one, probably. Quite a while, yeah. I mean, actually, it was the... um, In terms of the intermittent blogs that we put up uh, very irregularly on the the website, I think the first one I wrote was a a review of Bushmills 21. So... So if you've already read that, you don't need to listen to this episode. Yeah, you've kind of, you can turn off. You've done your duty. <laughs> you've, you've got all my thoughts on Bushmills 21. Um, For those of you that don't know, you kind of grew up down the road from Bushmills. Yeah, not know. too far away and uh, worked quite near the distillery at the Giant's Causeway, uh, which is our other big tourist trap in that part of the world. Nice. Um, for, for a few years. So yeah, it's a... You know, a lot of the bars where I grew up, um, you know, they don't really have a um, a whiskey selection. It, you, there's a Bushmills selection. So, you know, the, <laughs> the core the, range of Bushmills, basically. Yeah, so the, the fantastic Harbour Bar in Port Rush, where I also worked for a while. Yeah. Um, just, Is that the place you, you and Andrew dragged me on? Yeah, we've taken you there. Yeah, um, we had a Bushmills in there. That was really nice. Yeah, it's a nice place. place. Tiny, tiny place. Well, yeah, the the snug bar at the front is yeah. is, is is very very small with a with open fire and stuff. But yeah, they, they don't sell any whiskey in there that's not uh, not Bushmills. So yeah. you, you can have Bushmills White Label, Bush Black Bush, ten year old, twelve year old, which is the distillery only one that they yeah. they yeah. have there, sixteen or twenty one, and that's that's, that's your lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, so it's uh, it, it's one that I've uh, grown up with. So yeah, yeah. So you go, that's the exciting. But before we get into the Bushmills, all the exciting Bushmills stuff, um, we have got a couple of things we can talk about. Firstly, uh, you excitedly tweeted uh, during the week that Lagavulin have turned their Lagavulin eight into a core range, and uh, we've we've tasted it before, haven't we? We thought it was yeah. really impressive. Yeah, I really like it. Um, it's uh, we we had it when we were we. We were doing a bit of a bar crawl around Newcastle to yeah. to uh, write a, a yet to be published article on uh, yeah. the the best whiskey bars in in Newcastle. Yeah. You for um, a second made us sound quite cool and crazy that we had been on a mad bar crawl around Newcastle, and then you quickly ruined it by so that we could write a blog. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah. we were just on the pish. It was, yeah, uh, yeah, we were just having a mad night in Newcastle. <laughs> no, um, we, we, were, we were very professionally sipping whiskey and making notes so that we could write a blog. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a bit. Um, it's definitely got that Lagavulin character, but it's 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 uh, it's got some slightly. Uh, maybe slightly sweeter notes um, I was just impressed how different it was to the 16 because I kind of thought well it won't be as good as the 16 and probably isn't for my taste but I was still just really impressed how different it was it, it's a totally different dram you're having so therefore you're not just buying a worse version of the Lago in 16 you're buying something that's a totally different expression exactly which, yeah. I think, which is really good and I, and I think the price point suggests its quality because yeah. I think that it's it's still around the 50 quid mark isn't it yeah yeah and uh, it, which and isn't cheap but it's worth it because exactly and, and it's sold out in 
in no time at all when they when they released it for their 200th uh, yeah. anniversary. So, yeah, please so look do. out for that one. I'm almost slightly loath to mention because I don't want everyone to buy it before I get a chance, but the uh, Bushmills 16-year-old, which is another very good uh, expression from mm. the distillery with a uh, port cask finish, um, is, uh, is, is back on the Master Malt website after a pretty long absence you, nice. it's been absent from the distillery for quite a long time as well because I've been checking mm. in when I've been home and it's uh, they just haven't been bottling it for quite a while so, that's, so, good. so that's back as well this is almost good information for our listeners we're almost this is almost whiskey cast level of Informative information. Oh, I wouldn't say it's that. It's that. Level. Okay, we're not so quite as good. Okay, we've 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 stumbled upon something vaguely useful for once. Um, <laughs> Instead of just talking bollocks, yeah, we've we've given some useful information out. Well, there you go. Um, so let's get back to normal and start talking bollocks. Yeah. So yeah. I did a Twitter vote on whether you should drink a dram in bed. Okay. And uh, we got more votes on that than I think pretty much any vote, Twitter vote we've ever done on Twitter. Uh, and. Uh, the overwhelming 96% response was okay. a drum in bed is all good, it's fair game. Which yeah. is good news for everyone, I think. Well, I agree. I think I voted, so... Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Did you vote yes or no? Yes. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. 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 Definitely I mean, a drum I, in bed. I, I often find that when I, when I can't find any, uh, any clean uh, Glencairn glasses in the kitchen that... Uh, uh, more often than not, I'll, I'll find them in the bedroom, which is <laughs> which is pretty bad. Like, um, I thought you were going to say you just drink out of your hand or something. Yeah, exactly. No, no. Um, I'll be like, where the hell are all the Glencairn glasses and all stacked under the bed? And there's just be a big pile of books and three Glencairn glasses next to my bed. I'll be like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. In fact, one of our recent uh, lit- listeners and followers who's actually in the area, he's actually from down the road in Sunderland. Oh wow, uh, boo. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm Friendly, friendly rivalry, friendly rivalry. Um, but yeah, he's, he's a really nice guy called Anthony Murray. Um, he's at Cifa8, but in Roman numerals on okay. Twitter. I don't yeah. know the, the, the reference. I'm probably missing something horribly obvious. Um, but yeah, Anthony Murray, he said, uh, definitely, um, he said it's entirely acceptable. A book and a dram is sometimes ideal. So yeah, yeah, go. yeah. So with you, with your pile of books. and Yeah, exactly. And the, are we just becoming that sad and middle-aged that a book and a dram in bed is like an ideal Friday night? Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Pretty, great, good. Yeah. Just just wanted to confirm. But 96% of our Twitter followers agree. So I think that's pretty good. And yeah. so drams in bed for all. And uh, and again, I think it was Anthony suggested a hashtag of drams in bed. Let's get it trending. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> that's good. Uh, great, so there's some, some bollocks, there's some waffle. <laughs> should, we, should we start talking a bit about the episode itself? So we're doing Bushmills 21, yep. um, which you received for your birthday last year. Yeah, um, we, we put together a, a consortium, uh, we got investment from Middle East, yep. and eventually, after a lot of negotiation, we managed to uh, put together a good enough portfolio to be able to afford your... Yeah, birthday drama of Bushmills 21. Yeah, well, I think it was the same group that were going to buy Newcastle United. The PCP group, yeah. And then pulled ice at the last last minute of that purchase to buy me a bottle of whiskey instead. Yeah, that's probably why. Yeah, that's, that's what, what they put their money into instead. Yeah. Um, I mean, we joke, but it, it's not cheap, is it? I mean, it's, you know, you'd be lucky to get this for around... You could probably could get it for about £130 if you were lucky, but you're probably looking close to 250 You get it in the distillery itself for about 130 quid. Yeah. It, tends to because they only release a certain number of bottles each year it tends to slightly dwindle in uh, in stock at certain points of the year right i think they must release it um in the financial year because it's actually just gone up <coughs> to um it's nearly 170 quid now on Kid master mold mm-hmm. i think it's 164 or something like that yeah so it's um it's obviously getting scarce mm. Um, it continues our theme of doing premium drams on exactly, the series, yeah, you know, yeah, because yeah. you know, just just by chance more than anything, I don't think we've planned to do premium drams, but all the ones we've done have been fairly pricey drams, and uh, and hopefully you know our listeners don't mind that. Hopefully they quite like finding out about some special drams, but we will try and I think maybe next series do a bit of a uh, some some more kind of um, standard ranges, and well maybe not standard ranges, but maybe a more f- affordable. Drams that, that can happen, but we'll yeah. we'll see. We'll, maybe we'll do a Twitter vote. Maybe we could put it out to people and say, "Would you prefer us to do more?" Yeah, premium we'll do drums some. Or... 
We'll do some proper swill at some point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, so we're, we're pairing this Bushmills 21 with a playlist of music, as we always do for anyone that's, that's fairly new to the podcast. We uh, put a, a playlist along with it. And we're trying to think of a theme that relates to the whiskey. And given that this is your, your hometown whiskey, effectively, uh, we've gone for the, the, the link of home. So we're trying to create a playlist of songs that, you know, home was the theme, but we've, we've been quite open with that theme, haven't we? So it can be a song about home, a song that reminds you of home, a song, you know, by a person from, you know, your home area. Uh, it could be any of those things. So, so we tried to put a playlist. It could there. even be that you type the word home in Spotify and <laughs> see what goes selected a song from whatever came up. Yeah, um, no, that's pretty much what I did. So yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think a lot of, a lot of my songs do actually feature the word home, but that's, the pure coincidence yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah so that's what we'll do um, so well it's your turn to actually pick a song first so before we get stuck into the whiskey itself let's kick us off with a song um, so which of your songs are you going to pick to play for our lovely listeners on the playlist to kick us off so I'm going to start with a song by Tom Waits I think have we have we had any Tom Waits on the podcast yet we must have had him on the playlist. Maybe we've not played a song on yeah. the, the podcast itself. But we've certainly included him on some of our playlists. It's certainly been a while. And uh, the song I've picked is called uh, Tom Trobert, Tom Trobert's Blues, uh, in parentheses, Four Sheets to the Wind. So, And it's purely because it has the words Bushmills in the lyrics. Uh, and he talks right. about old Bushmills whiskey uh, in at the start of one of the verses. Ah, cool. But it is, it's a kind of quintessential drinking song. So the chorus is a slightly reworked version of Waltz and Matilda. Ah, okay. Um, so so is it a little bit kind of like, you know, lazy beat? And, yeah. yeah. So the, it's kind of like a, a drunk on a bar stool mm. singing, you know, singing a song uh, and complaining about things <laughs> um, so while you're listening to this one listeners imagine Andy has got up on this, the stool that we're sitting on now he is swaying about and he's complaining about life as always and uh, yeah. yeah so pretty much pretty much what's going a on. normal evening for, for, for <laughs> um, yeah so it's you know it's, it's there's no more uh, it doesn't have any any personal links or whatever it's uh, purely the mention of the whiskey itself yeah I think that's pretty ideal you can't get a better link to a whiskey than uh, the whiskey that you're trying than, than it being mentioned by name in a song exactly so I don't think we've managed that yet so that's a perfect link cool here it is Knees tonight. 
Feel drunk just listening. <laughs> exactly, the yeah. Waltzing, the waltzing style. And, yeah. and like all those songs, uh, a minute too long. Yeah. <laughs> they have to be. It's kind of like part of the yeah. part of the oh, charm. He's of going it. for another verse. It's part of the charm of it. You know, at least two or three verses more than is strictly required to get the sense of the drunk. You know, talking on way past closing time and past anybody actually caring or listening to them so well we should find out a little bit more about Bushmills obviously we have our resident experts sitting in the room where uh, <laughs> um, so have you done a science bit for us an extra special home homeboy homeboy no Go I on. didn't bother no couldn't be arsed no yeah we're gonna we've got two minutes to fill then so well, you, you said some experts coming in in a minute. So, um, <laughs> let's wait for him. Yeah, but you don't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, I'll read it. Right. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> you got to be worried for, for about a second. Now. I always <laughs> like to just keep the, keep the joke going. Keep me on telling you. Just like the song, keep the joke going. A few too seconds long. too long. Yeah, nice. Well, here it is. Bushmills Distillery was founded in 1784, although the year printed on the bottles is perhaps more poetic license than the actual royal license, which was granted in 1608 to an earlier distillery site. Our press secretary gave alternative facts to that, but the point remains that facts? The current distillery has been in continuous operation since it was rebuilt after a fire in 1885. Bushmills ownership went through several company mergers, becoming a Diageo company in 2005, sold again to Jose Cuervo in 2015. 
Bushmills whiskey is triple distilled and uses both peated and unpeated malts in the production of its core range of blends and malts. Bushmills Distillery appeared on the Bank of Ireland £5 note in 2008 and makes numerous appearances on screen on such films and TV series as Jackie Brown, Independence Day and The Wire. I can get a James. Bushmills okay? That's Protestant whiskey. Price is right, isn't it? Make it neat. As well as Bushmills' original blend, the distillery also produces the award-winning Oloroso Sherry blend Black Bush and, by comparison, fairly underwhelming Red Bush and Bushmills Honey blends. The grain whisky used in Bushmills blend is procured from Middleton Distillery in Cork. Single malts are released as 10-year, 16-year and 21-year core range and a 12-year reserve as a distillery-only release. Um. Can I have some of your special stuff? Bushmills 21 is produced in limited quantities each year and is aged in American oak and Spanish Oloroso casks for 19 years and Madeira drums for a further two years after that. Bushmills 21 is presented in individually numbered bottles. Fantastic. Well, I like the references to the... I, I didn't realise it was in um, Independence Day. Yeah, well, at the point where um, Jeff Goldblum is... Uh, Sort of given up on the world. Oh yes, He's of course. Swigging from a bottle, bottle yeah. of whiskey, and it's uh, it's Bushmills. Nice, and of course the wire. I do remember that line. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the Protestant whiskey. Yeah. Um, yeah. So good stuff. Well, um, it's pretty exciting, exciting to taste uh, expensive whiskies like this, but also I like the detail there of the American oak and Oloroso sherry um, elements, and then a Madeira finish on it as well. Yeah, yeah. I think that's 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 really interesting because I'm kind of trying to already think about what kind of notes I'd expect from that uh, yeah so well I'll go for my first song before we get stuck into the whiskey itself then shall I yep. um, and I'm going to go for uh, Dove's Black and White Town um, for those of you who don't know I'm unfortunately a Newcastle United f- fan um, this recorded on a uh, the eve of the transfer window deadline mm. where we're once again going to get to the end of a disappointing window having not spent any money um, so but most listeners have now turned off because they're like oh they're talking about football yes. tomorrow and, um, and uh, yeah I know we've got a few Sunderland fan listeners as well so they're probably uh, they're probably rolling their eyes at my Newcastle yeah. chat. but the thing about living in Newcastle is one thing you can't fail to notice is that football is such an important element of this city they even say that when uh, Newcastle win that uh, the city seems more vibrant on a Monday morning after the weekend where they've won. Certainly seems more hungover. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and at the moment, obviously, we lose a lot, so it's a much more depressed city. But that could just be, you know, all the other shit that's going on. Brexit, yeah, exactly. Brexit and homelessness and all that <laughs> shit. Um, so who knows? But uh, ultimately, the, 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 the stadium sits on top of the hill in Newcastle, uh, up from the river, and there's almost like a you know a cathedral overlooking the town. Uh, and so the, the the city runs a little bit on its football, and uh, obviously Newcastle play in black and white, affectionately called the Magpies, unaffectionately called the Barcodes, and um, and so black and white town by the Doves has always made me think of Newcastle for whatever reason, even though it's not written about Newcastle at all in the slightest, as far as I know. Um, and so, and also it's just a fucking brilliant song what I love about the Doves is they came about around about the time of like Coldplay and Travis sure, and, yeah, and, yeah. and all those indie bands that were upcoming and somehow they, they managed to not be as popular as those bands but be that just hold their own amongst um, music snobs and uh, mainstream fans alike in that they just they just produced lovable music and uh, it just had some an edge to it that meant they they didn't get dragged down the the comparisons of Travis and Coldplay. Of course, yeah. and they set themselves apart a little bit in the indie scene as as producing something totally different. And I, I listen to their songs today, and I just think they're they're just absolutely brilliant, beautiful melodies, excellent songs, really well produced. They've got a, a very defined sound. So, Black and White Town by Doves.
There we go, lovely stuff. The doves. Uh, so yeah, so um, let's get stuck into this whiskey then. It's been sitting opening up in front of us for, uh, what, half an hour now? At least yeah, half an hour. Yeah, yeah, probably. Again, I think we've always mentioned it on most episodes we've done. To give a whiskey a really good uh, chance, you should really let a whiskey open up for as long as you can bear to let it open up because the just the oxidation can give it so much more. And I think, especially an older whiskey, you give it the respect of exactly you know, yeah, uh, yeah at least yeah. a minute in the glass for for a year in the cask. Um, and I think Bushmills especially probably benefits quite a lot from it does uh, a yeah. bit of opening up uh, to, to to get down to some of those more um, interesting notes. Yeah. So uh, so yeah. Um, anything to say before we dive into the nose? No, no. Just in terms of the colour, it's uh, mm. sort of quite dark golden. Obviously, um, obviously that Oloroso influence is in there. You can tell the sherry influence in it. Yeah. Uh, but it's not as maybe dark as some of the more uh, uh, obviously sherried whiskies that we've tried. Mm. It's very um, satisfying. Uh, it's satisfyingly rich colour, isn't it? Um, and yeah, you've poured me a ridiculous dram. I'm very, uh, I'm very uh, honoured <laughs> to have such a big dram poured for me. So thank you so much. Well, the thing is, not now if you like take a sip, like ah, oh, it's disgusting. I'll be, like, make, I'll be making you pour it back in the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gently pouring it back. Avoid the dregs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, let's dive in on the nose. So I think it's instantly mm. very sweet. On the rich. Nose. I think there's uh, sweet, smooth. Yeah. It's like toffee straight away sort of dark sugars almost slightly caramelised yeah the sweetness comes through um, the almost a chocolatey note as well yeah. in there it actually reminds me a bit of the Abalara Buna nose not not as sherry no no but it's got similar the, the sherry notes that do come through are very similar to that in the the rich fruits and the as you mentioned the kind of caramelised brown sugar and slightly chocolatey yeah, and it's it's one of those it's one of those whiskies that I can really sit with the nose for mm. half an hour quite happily. You know, mm. as we've talked about a few times with Soren on the times he's uh, joined us on the podcast. You know, it's that that thing about where you can just sit quite happily, yeah. with a smile on your face with the with nosing the, a whiskey, yeah. nosing a whiskey without even having to to drink it. And I think it's it's just got a really nice, luxurious nose to it I think is, is, is how I would describe it but mm. predominantly it's it's sweetness in the form of toffee caramel chocolate honey that <laughs> kind of thing do you just put your nose in the whiskey <laughs> you probably such a big dram that in tipping it to like nose it I managed to tip my nose in it <laughs> apologies I wasted some it's, on my, uh, on my pro- pro- professional uh, <laughs> Professional whiskey tasters <laughs> always dip, dip their nose in. Dip, yeah, I think that that shows, but that does show something. The fact that I've embarrassed myself dipping my nose in it shows that it's not. There's no overwhelming alcohol hit. On no, it. it's no. very easy to nose, and it is only forty percent, isn't it? Which yeah, I think is possibly. That I was slightly surprised when I saw it was forty percent because I yeah. thought for a, a, a premium whiskey you'd expect to work the percentage even just to forty three. Or something, but but fair dues to I mean, I would really. absolutely love to know what this whiskey would taste like mm. at a higher percentage. Yeah. Unlike double distilled uh, Scotch whiskey, this is triple distilled. Yeah. So it 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 will take some of that fire out of the the uh, the alcohol hit. Yes. Anyway, through the distillation exactly. process, so yeah. some of that you know they talk. I mean, smooth is a bit of a it's a bit of a cop out when it comes to to whiskey as a as a description because it, it can mean so many different things to mm. different people but certainly triple distilled whiskies are often described as described as smooth yeah. and, and well, that's the idea that's why they triple distill it exactly it? yeah to, to yeah. cut out an, another spiky element you know by going yeah. through the process one more time and they haven't always actually it's only since I think about the 1930s they've triple distilled so. really? I thought it was quite a um, common thing for Irish whiskey I thought was, Irish whiskey is well known as for triple it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's certainly historically been, yeah. been part of the process in Ireland but um, uh, so it's a, it'd be interesting to know what some of the uh, pre-1930s Bushmills mm. tasted like you know yeah. it could have been quite a quite a fiery brand in, in those days because it's been around for so long yeah. not since 1608 as they Claim, <laughs> yeah. Going back into it, actually, for another returning to the nose. Now that it's uh, you know my nose has got used to the the, the dominant notes. No, you've um, stopped dipping your nose. I stopped dipping my nose directly into it. I'm getting a slightly more um, fresh uh, note, which is reminding me of a certain kind of 
vegetable or, or, or grass. I can't quite pin down. And obviously you can see as well in the glass that it's quite sort of viscous. Yes, I you, definitely. You shake yeah. it around the, around the glass, which gives you a good hint of, you know, it, it, it being a... Uh, quite a mouth-coating whiskey when mm. we get as far as that which we should stop talking about yeah let's start drinking stop talking start drinking yeah so in what, I, what I get is the the sherry element is much stronger mm. on the palate it's uh, it's got that stewed fruits kind of Christmas cake thing going on mm. um, and it's uh, it's a little bit mouth-drying as well yeah definitely the, it's <laughs> trying not to use the word smooth at no point is it is it hard to drink it's a it's a very pleasant level of alcohol actually I, I kind of took the piss out of the 40% but actually I think it means it doesn't detract from the tastes that you're getting obviously as you're right I would love to try this at, uh, at a stronger percentage but actually it means you can start to appreciate some of those tastes that are coming through um, I do want to go back a couple of times I want to take a few sips to fully get everything because I do think it's quite subtle yeah. um, and that's why I think I'm quite glad that the alcohol's not higher because I think the triple distillation has led to a bit of a subtle dram yeah. so I'm just going to go back a couple of times with the notes but you're right there is definitely some sherry elements in there a slight nuttiness in there as well but generally you're talking the, the raisins the dates the figs and I'm getting Garibaldi biscuits bizarrely yeah yeah, I think that's the fig element, isn't it? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think there's, that's... there's almost a sweetness to it that, like, from the you know, almost a uh, what's the pastry around Garibaldi? It's kind of like a soft biscuit, isn't it? Yeah, almost getting something like that as well, like a buttery, buttery um, cakiness to it. Yeah, yeah, I, I know what you mean. I think I probably get it more like as a sort of um, almond paste. Yeah, kind of, uh... which might be the nuttiness I was referring to as well. Mm. I mean. This would definitely be a dram I would give to someone who, um, who who hasn't had much whiskey in the past. Sure, I'd give it to them to kind of say this is this is what whiskey is capable of. Without, uh, I sometimes think if you give like I love the Abelardo Buna so much yeah. that I kind of feel like if I give that to someone, they should instantly be able to get why whiskey is amazing, even yes. if they're not a whiskey drinker. Whereas I think if I, when I do give them that, I'm always disappointed because I think they're always slightly taken aback and it's just so strong, yes, yeah. so alcoholic, that they can't quite get over that. Whereas I think this has got all of the flavour without any of the intimidation of a, yeah. of a, a spirit, you know, um, because it's not as strong. So I love the flavour of it. And I, yeah, I think you could introduce someone to whiskey on this. I think yeah. it would also be an expensive way to introduce them <laughs> to whiskey. But I think you could say, look, this is, this is what whiskey is capable of. Um, you know, in, without you know, underselling whiskey is just kind of the, the standard expressions, but without without blowing them away with too much peat or too much alcohol or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. I think some of the more interesting, complex cask strength whiskies are a bit more of a sort of acquired taste. They take a bit of work. This is a sort of. I always think of it as a bit like a Christmas hamper of a whiskey, in that it's it's got the chocolate, the toffee, the caramel on mm. the nose. It's got the fruit and nut and the Christmas cake kind mm. of flavours on the palate. Everything about it at each step of the way as, as you nose it and drink it is kind of... Um, he knows it. <coughs> knows it. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's sort of a luxurious whiskey. That's a really good way of describing yeah. it, actually. Luxurious. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's not, it's not in any way challenging. No. You know, and yeah, it, that's why I meant you could introduce someone to exactly, this, yeah. yeah, yeah. And on the on the finish, which I always find the finish of this whiskey takes three or four sips before you actually start to really get a finish from it. Mm. Yeah, it was, it was very subtle. First time, first sip kind of went down, and then it was kind of yeah. gone very quickly. But actually, now, well, I think you're left with that moist drying mm. uh, sensation for the first few sips yeah and then after you get used to it you then start to get sort of herbal grassy elements coming through which you the kind of things I was getting yeah. on the nose um mm. which to me is the where the uh, as I talked about rather pretentiously in the, in the blog I wrote is is where the kind of elements that really remind me of the the, the coastline reminds you of home yeah the, the taste and smells of you know just that that kind of sea air there's a little bit of saltiness mm. A little bit of herbal, grassy kind of, and there's uh, kind of menthol 
mm. fresh air kind of element mm. to it. So it, 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 you know, that it always leaves me with a kind of similar sensation to just you, you know standing on a cliff edge at home and you know yeah. letting the kind of uh, elements uh, water on you. So you, I, that's that's why it's the. The home whiskey, I think. Yeah. You know, I, I like... find it hard to separate the two, you know. They, exactly, they, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. And I don't think their 16-year-old or their 10-year-old or any of their blends really achieve that. I think that's why the 21 mm. is so special. Oh, this is my dream, oh, this is my dream, oh, this is my dream, this is my dream. Oh, this is my dream, oh, this is my dream, oh, this is my dream. Well, shall we have your second song? Certainly. So, um, talking about uh, nonsense that reminds me of home. Um, <laughs> this is a song that, if growing up we'd had a, a nice kind of Friday night or Saturday night family meal with a bit of red wine flowing, uh, my dad would inevitably get out the vinyl collection, um, which for a, for a man who sort of lived through the 60s and 70s and could have, you know, could have had the Beatles' White Album, could have had... The Bob Dylan stuff, Rolling Led Stones, yeah. all that. None of that. <laughs> <laughs> he had uh, lots of religious country music, lots of brass bands, and pretty much everything ever recorded by a country disco band from America called Doctor Hook and the Medicine Show, nice. who are to this country day disco. To this day, probably you know top five bands. I, I just fucking love Doctor Hook and the Medicine Show. Um, they, is this the first country disco song we've well, featured on This Is My Drum? I guess the country disco stuff came a little bit later in their career. So, okay. uh, <laughs> they branched so, out into so the, disco. The famous song is When You're In Love With A Beautiful Woman, which I'm sure you've uh, probably heard. Yes. Which is a kind of disco song with yeah, a bit of no, country yeah. edge to it. Yeah, um, yeah they, they, had, they had sort of three front men. There was a guy, Shel Silverstein, who was a poet and played a bit of keyboards who wrote all the lyrics. Dennis Le Corrier was the this the singer with the amazing voice, and then there was this guy Ray Sawyer who was just a kind of wild man who lost an eye in a car accident and wore an eye patch and looked a bit like a pirate, <laughs> and uh, they're just daft. And th- this song, which the lyrics are by Shel Silverstein and it's sung by Dennis Le Corrier, is called "On the Cover of the Rolling Stone," and it's just a funny song about trying to get on the cover of the Rolling Stone magazine. So, um, <laughs> did they manage it? I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. they're, uh, they're you know fairly uh, fairly niche band that not that many people know about but uh, I you, you know I've already put put dibs on the uh, as far as uh, inheritance go I'm sort of you know you, you know you you're getting those vinyl for, forget about the silver or the uh, you know the, the the house or whatever I just want the Doctor Who record <laughs> well here you go we can uh, we can imagine we're sitting in your childhood you're home. gonna hate this. <laughs> I'm slightly apprehensive, but let's have a listen right now. I don't believe it. Don't touch me. Hey, Ray. Hey, Sugar. Tell them who we are. Well, we're big rock singers. We got golden fingers. And we're loved everywhere we go. That sounds like us. We sing about beauty and we sing about truth. At $10,000 a show. Right. We take all kind of pills to give us all kind of thrills, but the thrill we never know is the thrill that'll get you when you get your picture on the cover of the Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone. Wanna see my picture on the cover? Wanna buy five copies for my mother? Wanna see my smiling face on the cover of the Rolling Stone? I got a freaky old lady named my cocaine kitty who embroideries on my jeans. I got my poor old gray-haired daddy driving my limousine. Now it's all designed to blow our minds, but our minds won't really be blown. Not the blow that'll get you when you get your picture on the cover of the Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone. Wanna see our pictures on the cover? Wanna buy five copies for our mother? Wanna see my smiling face on the cover of the Rolling Stone? Hey, I know how. Rock and roll! Oh, that's 
teenage blue-eyed groupies Who'd do anything we say We got a genuine Indian guru He's teaching us a better way We got all the friends that money can buy So we never have to be alone And we keep getting richer But we can't get our picture on the cover of the Rolling Stone Wanna see my picture on the cover Wanna buy five copies for my mother Wanna see my smiling face On the cover of the Rolling Stone On the cover of the Rolling Stone Wanna see my picture on the cover Wanna buy five copies for my mother Wanna see my smiling face On the cover of the Rolling Stone Front smiling man, oh beautiful, great stuff, <laughs> fantastic. Well, there you go, Dr. Turk with the uh, cover of the Rolling Stone. Yeah. Um, so well, uh, we have got in front of us, and this may surprise our regular listeners, um, because this is unusual for us. We've got some whiskey fudge in front of us, great. It's not like we don't have some every single episode, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so thanks again to at iHeartWhiskey, uh, Sarah, uh, who is our friend on Twitter, but also has a great blog. I love whiskey blog. Um, and she does this whiskey fudge, which, uh, which if you haven't tried it is just insanely good and available to buy through Sarah, if you get in touch with her. So I can only encourage you to, to do it. We're going to try a different type of whiskey, uh, fudge review today of the Kalila 12 whiskey fudge, where, um, we're going to give ourselves 20 <coughs> seconds to give as incisive a review as we can in 20 seconds. Okay. So I'm going to give you a time limit. Andy, what do you think of Sarah's Kalila 12 whiskey fudge? Well, it's got really good flavor to it. It's sweet, but it's also a little bit sharp. It's not, I mean, it's really nice. You really got a sense of whiskey. Yeah, it's good for whiskey. So it's a bit bad. Let me try it a little bit. Absolutely, Ah, the sugar rush. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I've overdosed on whiskey fudge. <laughs> oh. Well, there you go. I hope you found that useful, listeners. So now we've got we've had our sugar high. Uh, we should drum me a lead table. The uh, Bushmills Tony One. Yep. Okay, so I think seeing as it's your home drown, you have to go first. Uh, so what are you going to give it on the nose? I'm going to say it's a good solid eight on the nose. Yeah, I think this is one of my favourite parts of the drum. I think, as you rightly said, you could sit and nose it for ages. Um, I'm going to go eight. What about the palette? I think it's a nine on the palette for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really interesting to have that sherry note with a little bit of the extra Madeira sharpness coming in. Mm. Um, and also for it not to be masked by the kind of alcohol heat or the double distillation heat of mm-hmm. a, of the Scotch whiskey, and you get a little bit um, a little bit more sort of space, I guess, to appreciate the the sherried uh, flavors coming through. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, yeah, uh, the more I'm drinking it, as we've gone over the episode as well, uh, a few extra notes have kind of developed in, in kind of uh, slightly mustier, older notes, which I really like. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to go eight on it um, for that. And what about the finish? Finish is a solid ten for me. It's one. Wow. It's probably it's probably my favourite finish of any whiskey. Wow! And I think I think it is because of the personal kind of um, recollections of you know and the the fact that it, it reminds me of the landscape and all that. But I do, I do think it's a it's a really um, rewarding and complex finish mm. um, in in that it it, it keeps bringing out more and more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's slightly different every time you go back and all, all, all that kind of stuff. So it, it, it's yeah, perfect ten. So it's uh, it's it's one of those ones that I think is a little bit of a um, 
uh, what's the well a mu- as a musical term would be it's a grower mm. um, a grower not a shower no that's not a musical term is it that's a <laughs> can we just have like one second without some horrible in penis the jokes in this, uh... <laughs> um, so it is a, it's an absolute grower I think the first time I drank it the first sip I had I was slightly disappointed that it disappeared so quickly and, and there was a dryness but then the more as you said the, as you had a few more sips and the more you drink it and the more that the night goes on uh, and you're drinking it, it you start to notice that finish more and more it just kind of starts to dominate your mouth and the musty notes the slightly the slightly more herbal notes as well come through it's really interesting so I'm going to go 8 again on the finish as well okay, yeah, yeah. so, yeah, so uh, 3 8 for me and uh, 8 9 10 Perfect. Yeah, well, I think it is. I think We're it giving, is. Given uh, your, your local connections, I can <coughs> see why. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, great. yeah, and I think it, it, it matches the trajectory of, of the whiskey where I, I'm surprised by it every time. I'll, I'll pour a pour a bit and give it a, a nosing and, and sort of be like, oh yeah, it's all right. Be like, maybe, maybe it's not as good as I remember it. And then mm. after <laughs> sitting with it for half an hour and letting mm. it develop, I'm like, yeah, that's 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 a, a pretty perfect. Uh, dram so yeah fantastic right well I'll go for my final song then um, I'm going to go for a song that we're both very fond of uh, as far as I know um, and it's linked to home because it contains the word home in the title <laughs> which is about as uh, creative as I'm getting here um, but yeah I'm going to go for To Build a Home by Cinematic Orchestra Great, I think yeah. uh, just one of the songs that I think as soon as the opening notes of this the piano kick in for me I just kind of, it's one of those ones that just captures me. It's just like, you know, instantly I know the whole song. I, I know the song so well that I, like, it, it sends that slight kind of hairs on the stand-up uh, moment for me. And it's just so beautiful and stunning. And if you don't know it, um, you're in for a treat now because, because to hear this, I would wish I could go back and hear this again for the first song, this uh, first time this song, because it's... It's so beautiful. The Cinematic Orchestra, a uh, great band as well. Um, saw them live recently at the Sage in Gateshead. And uh, they, they just did such a range of like, you know, uh, orche- orchestral um, sweeping stuff, but also jazz and, and yeah. interesting, um, like kind of more experimental elements. And they were just really, really exciting to watch. So uh, this this one's one of their more kind of standard, beautiful ballads. Yeah. And yeah, um, and yeah just... Just enjoy it because it's just just brilliant. i 
While the cracks of his skin I climb to the top I climb the tree to see the world When the guys came around to blow me down Held on his If you're not sobbing in your <laughs> iPhone or Android phone or other phone right now, then you're not human. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or into your whiskey, I should say. If you're not sobbing into your whiskey right now, you're not human. Yeah. Because uh, that's just If you're not sobbing, get a whiskey and then you'll soon will be. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, absolutely beautiful stuff. Um, you've actually, you said you attempted to put on this uh, playlist... Uh, the live version of that as well, which um, yeah, so it's a bit of acoustic uh, guitar and then a bit more full band. Which, exactly, uh, yeah, from the Royal Albert Hall gig, which is a great album. Um, and my uh, brothers were actually both at that gig, so you can hear them clapping at the end of the song <laughs> to some, to some can, extent. Can you pick out their oh, hand yeah. claps? Yeah, you, know, you know them well, they're your brothers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, actually, it was really nice to get a tweet from, I think, one of our newer listeners. He might have been listening for a little while, but as, as far as I know, he's actually... Uh, one of our newer listeners is actually called Ben Rigby and his Twitter handle is at Rigby underscore Ben nine. Uh, it seems like a thoroughly, thoroughly nice bloke. Uh, so if you want to follow him and he just uh, said what one of the things he particularly liked about the, con- the podcast, um, other than the jingles and the whiskey um, history rather than science bit, uh, <laughs> was the fact that uh, he liked the fact that he, he hadn't heard a lot of the music, which I think is quite interesting because that's basically what we're trying to achieve, isn't it? I think we with the music we pick we tried to not go obvious and we tried to introduce people to music that perhaps they haven't heard of before especially if then you know I imagine a lot of you out there have heard a lot of the songs we play but um, hopefully there's a few in there that you, you haven't come across and, uh, and the idea is, is that you know we explain why we love the music to you know uh, give you a bit of insight into it as well so uh, it was really nice to get that feedback because I think it's pretty much exactly what we aim to do yes exactly um, no, so thanks great. very much Ben that's, that's, that's really kind, nice yeah. 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 This is my drive. Mm-hmm. The house. What we always do for those of you that don't uh, haven't listened very often is not only do we play the full tracks from the playlist you've heard, but we also put together a bit of a playlist of the songs that we kind of wanted to include. But mm-hmm. if we did, we would end up having a podcast that lasted for hours. Um, well more hours than it already does Um, and so what we do instead is we put them on a Spotify playlist so that you can go and have a listen to them if you if you are particularly inspired by the songs we've played and you want to hear hear more of our suggestions of along similar lines so to continue our home theme we'll um, just let you know what are the songs we're going to put on the playlist so you can and you can seek it out on Spotify if you search for our username this is my drama all one word all of our playlists are up there and we also feature them on the blog uh, we put a link to the playlist. Um, so if you go to thisismydram.com, you can see all of our blogs of our episodes and uh, find the playlist there. So, Andy, what are your remaining tracks to go <coughs> on our Spotify playlist um, for our home theme? 
Uh, so uh, Bring It On Home To Me by Sam Cooke nice uh, which is just a great track Sam Cooke's probably one of my favourite singers really if you ever change your mind about leaving leaving me behind bring it to me bring your sweet loving bring it on home to me there's a more recent artist who sounds a bit like Sam Cooke, so they'll uh, they'll go nicely together on the playlist. Uh, Leon Bridges and his song "Coming Home" off the album of the same name, uh, which is a great track. Really, really nice kind of old-fashioned studio band and the studio kind of sound to it. Baby, how we'll be grieving if you wanted to leave me all alone by myself. Finally, Kodachrome by Paul Simon, and I'm not gonna tell you why. Ooh, just don't. It's it's not for it's it's not for the listeners. No, it's for you. Just for me. Reminds you of home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I'm not gonna tell them. So if if the listeners can guess why, do they win a competition? The uh, yeah, the the the, yeah. If somebody can guess why. Just for the sake of argument, they can get a sample of Bushmills 21. Oh, nice. I, I like it. I doubt they'll guess, but... All right, okay. Uh, yeah, good, yeah. good luck guessing, listeners. Tweet us at This Is My Dram on Twitter if you think you can guess why. <laughs> uh, Andy's put Kodachrome by Paul Simon on there. But yeah, also a nice song, so yeah, why, why not have it? Um, so the ones I'm going to put on, um, I'm going to go for um, an Arcade Fire song from uh, their first album. Um, I'm going to go for Neighbourhood number three, Brackets Power Out. Um, the linked home being Neighbourhood. And basically, you know, it's just by far their best album. They sounded like no other band I'd ever heard when they've released that first album. Yeah. And it, it totally blew me away. I'm going to put on uh, a song from an album we both enjoy that's, that's a very different sound actually which is uh, Gil Scott Heron um, who got remixed by Jamie from the XX oh yeah um, and fantastic album he basically took uh, Gil Scott Heron's uh, I'm New Here album and gave it a complete overhaul um, in, in kind of Jamie XX style yeah it's into like a <coughs> banging dance album remix almost, doesn't it? really sort of do justice to the it's, it's sort complete of complete reimagination re- reproduced or yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and uses Gill's incredible deep narrative voice yeah, yeah. poetic voice <coughs> but creates these incredible uh, dance uh, and electronic beats and, and backing tracks your first name terms with oh yeah me and Gill yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, unfortunately, no longer with us. But when he was alive, you know, we were we were just like that. Good mate. Yeah, great mate. Um, but yeah, so Jamie X Tax, he, he's created this 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 album, and, and one of the songs is called Home on there. Finally, I'm going to go for another song called Home. <laughs> I'm being really, really uh, imaginative here. I'm going to go for Home by LCD Sound System. And uh, it wasn't my favourite LCD, LCD Sound System album, but this song is particularly good, so um, worth putting on it as a yes. place for Home. Yeah, do it right and head again into Terrible, yeah. 
So I think I've managed to fit three songs of home in the title Great. onto the playlist. So and we'll have, we'll have coming home Newcastle as a as a bonus track on there as well. Great. I mean, coming home Newcastle is just a just a classic. Yeah, we'll we'll put that on for our Sunderland listeners as a special bonus, <laughs> just for our Sunderland fan listeners, <laughs> just for you. Great, good stuff. That is that is Bushmills Twenty One smashed done. <coughs> the premium series continues. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, that's. I feel like we are either alienating our listeners completely because they can't afford to try any of these drums, or we're inspiring them to 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 try some some rarer and more interesting drums. And with Bushmills Twenty One, I think you know again another highly recommended drum. Most of our Drums we've reviewed this series are going to be up the, the top end of the drama league table. Um, so yeah, so listen out for our series finale. Uh, I'd like to say we had something special planned. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, we might we might end up with a quite a special episode. We'll see if it pans out. Uh, well, but what, we'll not what, say anything yet, just in case it turns out to be another standard drab episode. Exactly. Well, <laughs> what makes the series finale so special is that we put almost no planning into it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a surprise to everyone. <laughs> it's really last minute. Yeah, and, and anything could happen because we haven't got a clue what we're doing. So, exactly. So yeah. that's that's the rather than you know we're subverting the genre of like putting all the effort into the series finale and. You know, doing a big splash with that displays, live bands, and all sorts. You know, it's just yeah. like no, we'll just we, we prefer to let the the thing fade out disappointingly. Yeah, yeah. Each it's, time, you know, you know, some <clears throat> ask <know>. our wives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even even on a medium where there's there's no limit to the amount of broadcast time, <laughs> and nobody's paying for it anyway, or being forced to listen to it, we still manage to outstay our welcome. Still easily <laughs> outstay our welcome. So yeah, so apologies to all our listeners. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> can we finish one fucking episode without apologising to the listeners? <laughs> um, but yeah, so tune in to our series finale, guys. Follow us on Twitter at this is my dram. Blah 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 blah. All the usual stuff. This is my Or don't. Or don't. See if we care. Yeah. (coughs) Bye. Bye.